The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and for you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with them. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Like the marriage of Figaro, today's parable is a wedding opera, a wedding opera in three acts. And each act of this wedding opera teaches us something important about our encounter with Jesus. Act one, the beginning. This is an apocalyptic parable, which means, among other things, it wants to teach us something about the end of days. And in Jesus' day, all the way up to our day, all the way up to you and me, we tend to think of the end of days as a courtroom. And Christ is a stern judge. And we are the accused. And Christ will look down and decide, make a judgment about whether or not we are guilty. But this parable tells us the entire image is wrong. The end of days is not a courtroom. It's a wedding banquet. Christ is not a judge. He's a bridegroom. And might we pause and celebrate that? If we really believe what this parable is teaching us, that the end of our days will be a wedding banquet, might we look forward to it instead of dreading it? Act two, the middle. We learn that the bridegroom is long delayed and that he comes at midnight. He's long delayed. That's bad news. We all know what that's like. All of us long to see Jesus' face at times and feel like he's long delayed. Where is he? Why doesn't he come when we need him? All of us have that experience in our prayer life. 
And Christ is trying to prepare us for those moments, that these moments will come. But Christ is giving us a word of assurance. And that word of assurance is this, that the bridegroom will come in the darkest hour, at midnight, in your darkest hour, when you least expect him, the face of Christ will be there. But the parable says, in order to see the face of Christ, which we long to do at all times, but especially in our darkest hour, in order to see the face of Christ, we're going to need the lamp of faith, the oil of faith. And what is the oil of faith? The oil of faith is the hard spiritual work that we do to prepare our souls for our darkest hour, to give our souls the fuel that it needs to light the way in our darkest hour so that we may indeed see the face of Christ in those dark hours. The light, the oil of faith is that hard work. In Christ's day, the oil that they used for lighting the lamps was olive oil. And to make olive oil is very difficult it takes a lot of work. You have to harvest it and press it and extract it and blend it and strain it. And this is true about our spiritual work too. As we're preparing for that darkest hour, we too must do our hard work to prepare the oil and light of faith in our souls. And the parable warns us of something. In that darkest hour, we must bring our own light of faith, our own oil of faith. We cannot borrow or buy it. There is no second-hand religion. You can't borrow your grandmother's faith. You can't borrow your spouse's faith. You must bring your own. You must do the hard work of preparing that oil and light of faith for that darkest hour. Act three, the end. The foolish maidens finally come back and they bang on the door and Christ opens the door and says, I do not know you. What does it mean to know someone in the Bible? The word to know in the Bible has a special meaning that we don't usually use it for. In Genesis, we hear that Adam knew Eve and Cain and Abel were born. The angel Gabriel came and said to Mary, you will be pregnant with Jesus. And Mary asked, how can this be since I do not know man? And so to know is to have intimacy with someone, to be intimate with them. So this third act tells us what the oil of faith is really all about the hard work that we do to prepare that oil of faith, that light of faith, is not so much about acquiring theological principles or, or acquiring great hours, huge hours of prayer. It's about intimacy with the Lord. It's about building an intimacy with the Lord. And all the long married couples in this church know something that a lot of young people don't know, that intimacy takes work. True intimacy is a lot of work. You have to harvest and extract and press and blend and strain. 
True intimacy takes work. And the oil of faith is all about intimacy with Christ. If we have that intimacy with Christ, we will have the oil and the light of faith so that we can see his face in our darkest hour. Now it seems as though the parable ends tragically, but if you read it again, it does not end with Christ slamming the door on them. It does not end with him sending them away. It ends with him simply saying, I do not know you. Instead of a rejection, might this be an invitation? Might Christ be saying to you and me 2,000 years later, I do not know you. Might he be inviting us to get to know him intimately? Do you know Jesus intimately? Does Jesus know you intimately? This is what's going to give you the light of faith that's going to light up the face of Christ in those darkest hours. That intimate relationship with Christ is what's going to get you through the door so that you can dance at the wedding feast. Accept that invitation. Say yes to Christ's invitation so that he can say, I know you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Sisters and brothers, let us gather our joyful hearts around this table of salvation. Let us remember that God has saved us through Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, come and save us. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, come and save us. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, come and save us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. Let us pray. Today we remember a special Jesuit saint that will not be in your missal. It's a special saint of the Jesuits. Uh, his name is St. Joseph Pignatelli. O God, who strengthened St. Joseph Pignatelli with steadfast courage to keep his companions united, Grant by his intercession that helping one another in the midst of every change, we re may remain faithful to our own calling and arrive safely to the haven of eternal happiness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.
the image of his own nature he made them. By the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who are in his possession fear no death. But the souls of the just are in the hand of God, and no torment shall touch them. They seem, from the view of the foolish, to be dead, and they pass them away with thought and affliction, and are going forth from us utter destruction, but they are in safety. For if before men indeed they be punished, and if the east lose their hope full of immortality, chastised a little, they shall be greatly blessed, because God tried them and found them worthy of themselves. As gold in the furnace, he proved them, and with sacrificial offerings, he put them to the test. In the time of their visitation, they shall shine, they shall dart about with sparks and stubble. They shall judge nations and rule over peoples, and the Lord shall be their king forever. Those who trust in him shall understand truth, and the faithful shall abide with him in life, because grace and mercy are with his holy ones, and his care is with his elect. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. I will bless the Lord at all times. The Lord has eyes for the humble, but he hears the children of pride. The Lord confronts the evil deed, destroying remembrance of them from the earth. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Alleluia, alleluia. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his apostles, Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at the table? Would he not rather say, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I'm finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all that you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants, and we've done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel today seems a little harsh. Uh, it's not wrong, it's just a bit harsh. It, Jesus is saying that, that we should do the work that we're expected to do as Christians. We should do our work and, and do it quietly and without anything in return. Of course that's true. Of course that's true. But still, it sounds a bit harsh. And I wonder why Jesus is telling us this today. My guess is that Jesus wants us to have a very particular experience that's extraordinarily joyful. 
And this is the experience. Selfless giving. Selfless giving. Uh, you know, as uh, a Jesuit, as a priest, indeed, just as a Christian, I try to do nice things for people. The truth is, I get far more thank yous than I really, truly believe I deserve. I get far more thank yous than I deserve. And so everything I do is not entirely self selfless because I get something back. If nothing else, I get the gratitude from the people that I've given to. Okay, every now and then, very, very rarely, every now and then I get to do something that I don't get a thank you for. And there's something wonderful about it. There's a great experience of that. Many years ago, this is many, many years ago, uh, before I became, uh, before I came to Holy Name of Jesus, when I was stationed in Grand Coteau, there was an elderly woman who uh, was very needy and she had no one uh, to, to sort of look out for her. So I took it upon myself to sort of look out for her and make sure everything was okay. Now, there's a reason why she had no one to look out for her. She was a very unpleasant woman. She was a very unpleasant woman. She was just not, she was not easy to talk to. She was not easy to visit with. She was not a, a grateful person. And, uh, and so it, it, was, it was really difficult. There was no mystery as to why she was sort of alone. Uh, but I would do things for her. And I remember one particular uh, cold, dark, probably November or December day, uh, a day like today where you kind of feel the, the dampness and the cool. And uh, I, I went to the grocery store for her and she was asleep. Uh, so I didn't want to wake her up. So went to the grocery store, got the groceries, brought it to her house and left. And, uh, and I was certain that either she would not remember or, or comprehend that it was me who put the groceries in her fridge, or even if she would, she probably wouldn't thank me anyway. But I remember driving back from her house feeling wonderful because I'd given a selfless gift. There was something just marvelous about it because I so seldom get to give a selfless gift. And isn't that what Christ did on the cross, this selfless gift? And he wants us to have the joy of that experience as well. And so indeed, let's, let's pray that uh, let's pray that we all may be grateful people, but let's pray too that when the rare moment comes when we can give a selfless gift, that we will indeed uh, answer as, as, the pro as the parable says, we are unprofitable servants. Uh, we have done what we've been obliged to do and receive the grace of selfless giving. Let us stand and bring our prayers before the Lord. Let us pray uh, for this great gift that, that we may give uh, when we are given in return, but that we might also give when we receive nothing in return. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all the people who have served us and we didn't even know it and didn't give thanks for it. For them we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the war-torn areas of our world, especially Ukraine, uh, uh, Sudan, uh, the Middle East. Pray for all the areas that need Christ's healing hand of, of peace. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for your needs or wishes? Lord, hear our prayer. 
celebrate his 25th birthday today. But as we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. We only have about 45 days or so before the end of our capital campaign, so let's pray for the successful conclusion of our campaign. We pray to the Lord. And let's pray for our intention today for the repose of the soul of David Shelton Dietz Sr. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Pray, sisters and brothers, that this, our sacrifice, may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of God's name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. As we offer you this pure victim, Lord God, we humbly pray that just as you have prepared St. Joseph to be a sacrificial offering acceptable to you, so too make of us a sacrifice acceptable in your sight. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ your word through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Savior and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured the passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord. God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Indeed, you are holy, O Lord, and the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and, once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, 
For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation. We give you thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, with Gregory, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. Remember all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with St. Ignatius Loyola, with St. Joseph, Mary's spouse, and with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray to the Father in the words of the Son. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be free from sin and safe from distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace is my gift to you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of Christ's peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the one who takes away the sins of the world. How blessed are we called to the supper of the Lamb. 
Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Body of Christ. 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 Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you to the end of your days. Body of Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you to the end of your days. Body of Christ. Body of Christ. Let us pray. Renewed at this heavenly table, we beg you, O Lord, enable us to imitate the charity and love of St. Joseph Pignatelli and continually draw from the depths of the heart of your Son. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. What a piece of work. My goodness. It's incredible. It's just amazing.